I'm Dane. And I'm Bart, where this episode will prove that government is corrupt, men, humans are crazy, and God is right. Today we have a local pastor here. Uh, his name is Rodney Carter, and um, we're going to talk about a pragmatic approach of what's happening in the world today versus biblical truth. And uh, Rodney, welcome. Thank you very much. It's honored to be here. So I guess, you know, I guess we can start off, um, you know, the, the biblical, you would, let's, you know, following God rather than men versus, you know, be servants to your masters. Right. You know, we know the Bible does never contradict itself. So this is what I think is going on right now. You know, it, world events and uh, biblical truth being um, at odds with each other. Yes. It's one of the... <clears throat> It's one of the things that we're seeing come about more and more today, and that is that people want to take almost everything to an argumentative level as opposed to taking it to a position of resolve. Correct. You know, you know, it's no longer the quest that we find what works best for everybody, but it seems that more and more presentation is actually me trying to prove you wrong. Right. And so it's not about actual resolve. It's not about actual function. It's just a matter. It, it becomes a battle within itself. Well, people have different uh, worldviews. Mine happens to be a biblical worldview, and somebody else may be a social media worldview or an entertainment worldview. A worldview. Right. So you know this is uh, so. Speak a little about. I know that a lot of churches in the area were, um, you know, in our area when. The mandates came down that you know closing churches i know that um mine was one um and just uh limiting people in going online what what did you do um i was actually in a different area of the state when I, when the original mandates came out um my point of view from the very beginning was the um that we did not need to shut the church and i never did close the doors to my church there were several times where we only had a few people, but I never did close because um, in a, like from a practical point of view, when the mandates began, where they were shutting down schools and shutting down churches, I actually came in contact with more people during the first three months of the mandate. Mm -hmm. I came in contact with more people because now all of a sudden the grocery store that I used to go to might normally have 15, 20 people in the entire store. When the mandate started, nobody's going to school, nobody's going to church. Now there's 30 to 40 people in each aisle and I'm coming in contact with all of those people. I'm coming two to three feet in contact with more people than I normally have. And so from a practical point of view, I'm like, me shutting the doors to my church has no effect on the amount of people I come in contact with. We have more than enough room to, to honor social distancing, but there was no way you could honor social distancing when you have 20, 30 people in the aisle of a grocery store. Unless you are a Lowe's or a Walmart. Precisely, and you're talking, yeah, when you're normal, when your normal span is what six or seven feet at the, if it's I don't even know if it's that yeah. big. Two meters. 
All right. So, <laughs> right, yeah. Let's get the measuring tapes out here. <laughs> but from a, in that practical point of view, it didn't make sense that, um, that Lowe's and Walmart were the only two places that the COVID would not be operational when you were within, within six feet of each other. And they had actual counters. Uh, I'd never seen them return anybody away uh, going in, but they had people out there counting how many people's in the store. Yeah, you, it, it is absurd. Did, is what it, it did, is. Uh, I'm sure the health department would uh, not like that because the, the narrative that I continually heard was, well, what if we get a, a ticket from the health department? Then what? Well, this is my point of view. I, I want to be a part of a church that, you know, does get tickets. Because, exactly. you know, how, how are we supposed to live? Are we supposed to live in fear? Precisely. I mean, share with us biblically, are we? Right. In the book of Acts, when, it, when they were threatened with their lives for preaching the gospel, they said, I can't help it. I'm going right. to do it anyway. They said, well, you be the judge of whether or not we should listen to you. But they didn't, they did not go before God and whine. They didn't say, oh God, what are we going to do about the government control? They just said, Lord, they're threatening us. So grant unto your servants that with great boldness, we would preach your word. Yeah. And that's one of the things that we've seen some companies that are standing against mandates and it's almost a shame that the mandates haven't come from a lot of churches. There are a few ministries that are standing up and fighting against obligations. That's a mic drop right there. Precisely. It's like, it's, it's sad that the body of Christ is not rising up. Like, look, you will not infringe my right to express my religious liberties. Amen. All right, so in a, it's not a defiance. It's not a, it's not a creating a problem. But simply to say it's okay to congregate in the aisles of a grocery store, but you can't congregate in a church, is ludicrous. It makes no natural sense whatsoever. So let me translate that. The, um, the businesses are standing up against the mandates and not the church. Precisely. Yes. So the example of standing against tyranny isn't coming from people who have a... a a strong sense of authority a promise exactly yes and that is that is what I can't really understand you know other than the fact that I mean let's just break it down they're they're starting to threaten our jobs okay cool. they're starting to um, threaten our livelihoods and I'm at the point and, and you said this earlier you you're not very spiritual. You have to stand just like just like me. Uh, you being a pastor, me not. But I don't. That does not worry me in in any sense of losing everything I have because I have I have the Lord. You know. Precisely. You know, having a having the wherewithal to fight against the COVID. This is one of the things that about a year ago when I realized that we are being bullied nothing less than being bullied where this, um, where this sickness is concerned. Without it's, a doubt. And it is by far not the most deadly thing that we confront. We don't talk about the amount of people that die because of being misdiagnosed every year. 
We don't talk about um, abortion. We don't talk yeah. about abortion. We haven't talked about million I, million I, people a year with tuberculosis. How many people contract it? How many people die from it? And we're not really, if it was actual health, then we would be like, well, just recently, like the, some of the discussion came up, why don't we make the exploitation of children as much of an issue as we have made COVID? Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Now you're getting to, to I, something that we exactly. could Exactly. Just... See, and see, this is where you, you can see what the, fo the focus is actually based in control. It's not based in what is the benefit for the people. So if you really truly want to benefit me, you do something to protect my children. Correct. Well, I looked this up uh, last year. Uh, you, at that point in time, you had more of a chance of breaking your neck and dying from a broken neck than, than dying from COVID. And I don't know what it is this year. And I think we touched on this last time in the fact that there's no reset. Uh, we're just continuing the numbers from year to year, and that's unheard of. Dying from COVID is a lot different than dying with COVID, and you're exactly correct on that. Yeah. You look at the list, and you know it's probably maybe 30th yeah. of causes of death, right? Yeah, and, and, and a lot of things are getting misdiagnosed because there's more money in COVID deaths than there is in anything else. Well, it's just like in the, in the medical field. Um, <clears throat> there's been very little, if any, mainstream media that has discussed the necessity of things you can do to strengthen your body against having COVID. I have a very good friend who went, had COVID, lasted about two days because he is a very healthy human being. But nobody's talking about what can you do. You, there's very little. There is some discussion about minerals and vitamins that will help strengthen your body against this um, against the COVID. Yeah, I, and you know, I don't. I don't think I said this last time, but I, I actually had COVID, and uh, it was kind of scary. You know, uh, I'm a little overweight. I'm 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 aged. You know, I meet a couple of those criteria. You know, once you get that diagnosis and and you actually know that you have it, it is kind of scary. It's a little frightening to to get that. But uh, you know, I I don't know what else I need. <laughs> Well, you, I mean, yeah, I've, I've not had it, um, but the ivermectin, the hydrochloroquine um, that are therapeutics for this, you know, if this was a true pandemic, why are, why are they um, so blatantly uh, blocking this on social media? Uh, Joe Rogan was talking about he, he took ivermectin and he felt like he wanted to run a marathon the next day. Um, you know, the vitamin D, the, uh, you know, the Plaquenil with, uh, you know, which the cocktail, Dr. Zelenko's uh, uh, COVID cocktail, go look that up online. And if this was a true pandemic, wouldn't you want anything? The, um, the, the antibodies, uh, the, what Trump had, the infusion of the antibodies. Yeah, I had a, I had a person I know, uh, she actually had that and had to lie to get it. She had oh, to lie yeah. in order to get it, and then once she, she got that, she said it was a game changer. Game changer. So it, it's amazing what you have to do in order so to— So this, is not, a, this yeah. is not a pandemic whatsoever. <clears throat> See, I, I, was, I was actually hoping this would be a little bit more uh, biblical— I'm, I'm sorry I, I get off track here, but, you know, I, this, is, this is kind of my baby, I mean, being in the healthcare field. But, okay, back to biblical. I'm sorry. Biblical. There is a—I tell people 
all the time that it, um, and they, they they look at me a little cross-eyed. I actually do believe the 91st Psalm. You know that it says He will protect me, that no evil will befall me, sure. that no plague will come down my dwelling. I don't do stupid things. I am I am overweight, but I you know but also um, had a surgery a couple of years ago from a from a broken leg. I got hit by a drunk. I'm driving. I got hit by a drunk, broke my leg. But the doctors were amazed at how fast my body healed. At the age of 58, my body, you know, instead of having the normal, you know, you break a leg, put it in a cast for six to eight weeks, they only put it in a cast for two weeks. And they were amazed at how fast the bone was healing and how fast the scars were healing, how much, how quick I got uh, reflex in my foot and was able to actually walk on it a lot quicker than what they expected. Well, this is just me, but you shouldn't be driving a 58. That's way too old. <laughs> <laughs> but, but now having, um, um, you know, with um, to go through scripturally taking care of yourself, you don't want to do things that, um, you know, you're not approaching something um, like Jesus being thrown, you know, jumping off of a, of a, of a high mountain. You don't want to tempt God in what yeah. you do. Well, and I, I've said that before many times, you know, today may not be the day I'm going to die, but I'm not going to dance in the middle of the highway because Lord. I know it's not today. Exactly. You know? I'm not going to, you don't want to do something stupid. You know, there's, there's, a, a, there's the simplicity of wisdom in what we do. A fine line between faith and foolishness. <laughs> there is. There can be. But there's when there's a promise of God, when He sustains us and we're pursuing the wisdom of God, and I'm not looking at making life harder on anybody else, but it's more important for us to be in faith about something than it is to see the circumstance change. It's, to me, uh, and this, I, I would rather actually, I would rather go through and fight having COVID, then I would, I would feel more comfortable doing that than I would hiding in my house for fear of getting COVID. Yeah, I, I feel 100%. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. We have, when you treat it like a bully, that means you, you walk up and you spit in its face. And it's like, I challenge, you know, I'm not going to be uh, afraid of you. I am not going to hide in fear of anything happening because I, I know the the paranoia that has taken uh, taken over people is so much worse than actually going through something the fear of something happening paralyzes you from any kind of inact you know any kind of activity when we know you can supplement your life and come out of this thing stronger you can go before god there's a grace before god to stand to to believe for quick recovery. I've have had uh, friends, people that I know that w went before God as they were fighting the COVID. They're, they're experiencing all of the malfunctions that everybody else, they can't think, they can't, they have no energy, all of that sort of thing. And standing in the kitchen, just all of a sudden, just the presence of God and they are completely well. But see, there is there are going to be manifestations right. of that, and I'm I'm really surprised that we're not hearing more testimonies. I'm hearing a few, like my friend Caleb that only had it for a couple of days. You know, there's there are people that are fighting against, and and that's more important than being controlled in the fear. Right. You know, it's like it's going across the Jordan with the idea God is getting ready to do something in our lives. But see, the promise that He gave the children of Israel was, He said, I. 
give you the land. He said, no, wait a minute. Then why do we have to go in and take it away from them? He said, well, but that's the, that's the way it is. I've given it to you. So you have to fight for it. And when you have faith that, look, I believe I'm going to be protected. And so I, I go to the grocery store when I need to go. I don't stay home because I'm afraid something's going to happen to me. I go to church because I will not forsake the assembling of ourselves together. I will not stay home based in fear of something happening because I have the promise that I am blessed in the city and I am blessed in the field. I am going to live my life uh, as much as an honor and a respect before God, and I am not going to base it on fear and paranoia. Do you think the 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 scripture fear God not man? Um, I think God had a little bit of insight of how we function as human beings. Fear is what well, my football coach you say. Fear is a great motivator. It's it's when it is when it is confronted with courage, like you see in the first chapter of Joshua. He said, be courageous. He didn't say, this is easy peasy, nothing's going to happen to you. They still had to go in and whip all those armies. Sure. But he said, but you have to know, I'm going to confront this and I'm going to win. I'm going to confront, if it, whether it's COVID, whether it's having, um, you know, what, 20 some years ago, what, 30 years ago? A long time ago, I, I had pneumonia. Didn't realize I had pneumonia, but I just, I fought it. Only, I... I missed uh, a half a day of work because I had walking pneumonia. But the but not being stopped out of fear that something might happen, that is probably one of the most detrimental things. And that is it's it's saddened. It's sad to see people so easily restricted based in fear. But doesn't a majority, if not all, of God's promises require some action Precisely. from us? It's exactly true. Right. You're exactly right. That's what, the, that's what James pointed out when he said, when you're actually in faith, it will be evidently. It will be evident by what you do. When you're making a, a, a stance of faith, when you're making an action of faith, it will, be, it will show up in what you say and in what you do. If faith is shown by my works. Exactly. So I think there's a requirement. And, you know, it's just, it gets to the point where you just want, you just want people, especially the people you love, the people that you care about, just to get a hold of this mm -hmm. because it does alleviate so much stuff. I mean, it's alleviated so much, so much stuff in my life and it's still, I'm, st uh, <laughs> I'm still wretched. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But see, but see the, the, the issue of actually operating in faith you can only operate in faith when you have the promise of God. You can't just arbitrarily decide that you want to believe something is going to happen. Correct. Right. Faith is based on what the Word of God says. And the reason a lot of people don't have faith is because they're ignorant of what the Bible actually says concerning a situation. Because it's, and it's that ignorance. When you read through Second Timothy, the third chapter, the beginning of the chapter talks about what will happen at the end time. People are going to be despisers of those that are good. They're going to hate, you know, it's going to be disobedient to parents and all the debacle. Lovers of, of God. Yeah. Or, uh, exactly. Lovers of themselves I mean, lovers of God, right, yeah. I kind of classify it all in, in one statement that we are going to see supernatural stupidity. <laughs> 
because oh, it just some of the things that are taking place are so beyond common sense it's mind-boggling all right and so but but the apostle paul when he was explaining that to timothy he also explained to him how to handle it when this is taking place he said from such turn away and yes. so you don't involve yourself with the arguments. You don't involve yourself with the challenges. You don't involve yourself with, the, with all of the, the futility that's taking place, like the social media arguments. Now, I find it the paradox that the amount of social media that we have today is actually making us all antisocial. Oh, that's true. All right. all right. So, all right. In that, but see, you continue on in Second Timothy, that third chapter. Paul explains his life a little bit. He said, "You guys all know what I've been through," and then he concludes by telling people what they should be focusing on. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God, is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction and training in righteousness, that the man of God may be thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Now, our focus should be demonstrating the good works of God, not arguing whether or not we like somebody's presentation of what they do or do not like. And we're arguing about presentation and we're arguing about whether or not there are to be lights should be bright, lights should be low, whether or not there should be a fog machine, whether or not there's an altar, whether or not there's a certain color, whether or not there's pews or chairs. And we're arguing about things that have nothing to do with demonstrating the good works of God. You mean you don't have a fog machine? I was going to maybe come to your church, but I'm out now. <laughs> You're right. I, I, I'm sorry. I just... But see, but the focus, what he said, in the midst of all of that happening, our focus should be the fullness of the Word of God. My strength, the peace of God, happens because I know what the Word of God says. Right. Uh, concerning, like, allowing the prayer that he prays in the first chapter of Colossians for us to be filled with the knowledge of God's will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Right. And the specific point that he's making to Timothy several times in the first in Timothy and second Timothy is not engage in the argument, always present the truth. Because he said that, he said, now the servant of the Lord must not strive. You do not want to push to the point of, of anger. You're not, you're not here to gender strife. It's not, like I said in our original point, it's not me pointing out you being wrong, but it's the presentation of the truth. Because it says, the servant of the Lord must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient, pre-adventure. God will grant them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. So there all, we always want to make sure that we're presenting the truth for, I want to tell you something that will benefit you. I don't want to just say things to you to debase you or to humiliate you or to um you know to just anger you or provoke you to wrath well this is the this is what we're living in right now is people hate the truth because people perceive truth to be hate okay i wanted to jump in here because i told you guys before we even started i won't get to talk very much because you guys will love to hear you guys self talk but i i, I wish you guys could, the audience, our 11 people that are probably watching or listening to this, could actually watch it because me and Bart are sitting here going up and down on our heads saying, you know, 
that's true. That's true. That's true. Everything he says is true. And one thing I did want to point on before we're going to have to wrap it up here, but, um, you know, until you start reading the Bible, your faith or your walk with God is not very much. And I, I learned that uh, quite a few years back that if you're not in the Bible reading the Bible, then you're, you're you're not having that connection. That's my opinion on that. But uh, Jesus specifically said the things that lead to deception are the ignorance of the word of God and ignorance of the power of God. That sounds good. Profound. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's wrap this up, and then we'll uh, we'll uh, have him back on a few more episodes. Yes, here. we actually appreciate you coming by. It's always always great to hear biblical truths i mean it's just uh it's just good for the soul and uh, we will we'll definitely have you back and we'll, hopefully we'll do some more episodes we'll have a bunch of guests we'll just take this uh take this where 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 it leads us and uh again thank you thank you i appreciate it very much glad to be here all right